Are dents and scratches putting a dent in your day? Introducing Rogerstein Crash Repairs Adelaide, your trusted solution for automotive woes. With over two decades of expertise, Rogerstein Crash Repairs guarantees top-notch service, restoring your vehicle to its former glory in no time. From minor dings to major collisions, our skilled technicians handle it all with precision and care using state-of-the-art equipment and techniques. Rogerstein Crash Repairs saved my car. It looks brand new. Fast, friendly and reliable. I wouldn't trust anyone else with my vehicle. Don't let accidents slow you down. Visit Rogerstein Crash Repairs Adelaide at 14 Penner Avenue, Glind for quality service you can count on. And here's a special offer just for our listeners. Mention this podcast and receive a $100 discount on your repair. Roger Steen Crash Repairs Adelaide. Excellence in every repair. Previously, Previously. on the Game On Podcast. I think Lee kind of had us was pushing me in a direction where he knew where I was going, but then sure he just had different plans for me. And um, yeah, as I said, like personally, I, they didn't make much sense, but that was the direction he went. And as I said, like I didn't agree with Shorey, but you know I got on really well with him. It wasn't like we had an argument and didn't get on. Like I, that was just his perspective. So not much I can do about it. No. Now I did warn Pete before we started. I said when Brett you know, was on, I said. It's a very, very funny story how Brett ended up at Adelaide Footy Club. So uh, I reckon you better, you better feel, and Pete's feeling fill saying, in, oh, yeah. he's intrigued by yeah. this. So Don't tell me. I want to hear it from the horse's mouth. Go, okay, Yeah, well, well, basically, Port, Port were coming in in 97. So my plan was to play with Rods because I knew Rods was going to be there. So that was kind of my plan going forward that um, we'd both end up at Port Adelaide and get to play together. Um so I went on a, and I obviously spoke to Adelaide at the same time. Um, but yeah, went on the footy trip with the boys. We went to Mauritius and back in those days we got faxes. So Eddie, our um, team manager, he came on, uh, was in the middle of one day. I was probably three or four in the arbor. He came over, he goes, sign this fax and, um, and you'll be back off to Adelaide. So I was just thinking I'm going to Port because I was pretty confident that that's where I was going to end up. And I'll be honest, I didn't even look at it. I just signed it and then. I don't know. Joined, joined in drinking with the boys as as we were over there, what, what we were over there for. And, yeah, then I spoke to my mum a couple of days later and she actually goes, oh, you're off to Adelaide. And I'm like, yeah, I'm coming to play with Rod. And she goes, no, you're at Adelaide. Like, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so I had a couple of days where I thought I was playing with Rod. For... Oh, so, wow. And as I said, back then there was no mobile phone. So unless I read the facts, I probably wasn't going to find out until somebody told me. So, yeah, had a couple of days of thinking I might be able to play with my brother. But wow. I'll, I'll be honest. I'll, I'll be honest. I I'll I'll ended up at the right club because we we're pretty, you know, pretty lucky to be in that situation. You know, the next couple of years. And you actually stood him too at one stage too. I reckon in one of those oh, first that, showdowns. That was yeah, we run into question. each other a few times. Yeah. 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 So the head-to-head battle there, obviously uh, something that you relished. Sportscast SA presents Game On. Game On. South Australia's destination for everything sports. Local, national, and international sports. AFL football, soccer, basketball, golf, baseball, tennis. 
cricket and any other sports played in this wide world. And we're going to have a blast doing it. So sit back, relax, and let's do this thing. Welcome to Game On. Welcome to Game On. My name's Pete. Uh, once again, joined by Malcolm and uh, Roger James. Uh, Brett absolutely, James. Uh, sorry, Brett James. <clears throat> We've got Roger coming up a little bit yes. later. But uh, Brett James, absolutely fantastic in giving his insights into how he became an Adelaide Crow. Yeah, I still always laugh about that. I even just listening again then, uh, it is one of the funniest stories around for three days that he was... He signed and he admits privately he was well and truly more than half cut when he signed. And uh, yeah, he thought he was a Port Adelaide player for three days. So there isn't a mu- it's not quite as funny as Roger, but there is a story where you will find out later how Roger remained a Port player as a story in itself. So, well, I look forward to hear- yes. <clears throat> hearing that one there. Um, obviously, the, the head to head battles between the brothers. Uh, you know, renowned uh, the Bond brothers uh, for, for Port and the Crows and the James brothers obviously going head-to-head. Who do you think uh, got the, the wood? Oh, they didn't really stand each other very much. Yeah. They both, both openly mean that. It was just one showdown probably for about 15 minutes or so. Both of them didn't really care. Yep. Was, they're pretty blasé about it, as the James brothers are, uh, including yeah. Paul as well. Yep. So I'm not, I'm not forgetting apples as well. All right, let's get into Around the Grounds. Around the Grounds. Mate, to uh, kick us off today, uh, we'll be having a look at the NBA finals, uh, the SNFLW. It looks like we've got uh, the finals sort of set for that. Yeah. Uh, the netball once again, the Thunderbirds. Um, but we're going to kick off uh, with the AFL. Yeah. Round, round nine completed. Probably the one big surprise was Adelaide's winning margin against St Kilda. I think we all thought it was a 50-50 game. You know, Adelaide at home, yeah, probably deserved to start slight favourites but really blew St Kilda away pretty early and managed to slice through and and score you know, yep. 121 points against that defence. And it's probably the first time Callum Wilkie has really str- had a struggled and had a poor game for St Kilda. So, yeah, no, they, were, they were impressive against a, normally such a stingy defence. So, obviously, the build-up during the week was about St Kilda's defence and whether yeah. Adelaide's forwards, which you know has been the talk of the competition... Can they get through it? And I thought their midfield really gave them the supply that they needed and oh, opened they, them up pretty quickly. They ran it well, <clears throat> switched it, managed to get one-on-ones. Yep. So, yeah, so they, they did everything. So we'll, we'll stay on the Adelaide-St Kilda game uh, while we're talking about it. Do you think it was a little bit disrespectful for St Kilda to call it a mulligan for them? I, I, I thought that was a little bit disrespectful, to be, to be honest. Adelaide played well. Yeah, yeah I, all right, St Kilda didn't play all that well, but... I just sort of felt that it was a little bit disrespectful. I just think it's a bit dumb, basically. Yeah. I just don't think it achieves anything. Thank you. They didn't play all that well. Yeah. Adelaide did play all that well. Yeah. They're at home. You sort yeah. of expect that they're going to go all right. But yeah, you know, when they were sort of banding around in the media, Mulligan, I'm like, well, yeah, all right. You didn't play all that well, but you also didn't give credit to your opposition who actually did play well. It's probably a bit of a disappointing thing in sport, you know, in, in general at times. Look, that was probably always my one gripe against Serena Williams. Yep. Like, she never lost a game in her life. Yep. And the way she spoke was yep. always something, yeah. you know. I just think, yeah, there's nothing wrong with saying, geez, they played well today. Yep. Yep. 
Yep. We, we were just yeah. undone by a better team on the day. Okay. It happens. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about Port Adelaide and North Melbourne down in Tasmania there. I mean, no surprises, Port getting up by 70 points. Some damning footage during the week sort of came out. Uh, North Melbourne oh. just in wrong positions, not chasing, not following work rate, etc. Um, young team, new coach, Clarkson is the anointed messiah mm. at the moment, I suppose. They're just missing something at the moment, aren't they, North Melbourne? Yeah, you know, they won their first two and yeah. everyone hailed the genius and all that. But the disappointing thing at the moment is they're not being competitive. You just want you just want teams to have a crack. And at the moment, you're looking at three very average teams in the AFL. Yeah. And it's massive. Like, Essendon at the moment, you look at the premiership table and then if you bother to go through, they still play four more games against the North Melbourne and West and West Coast. So, you know, it's, it's it's certainly a case at the moment where it would be a better competition if everyone was only playing each other once. Yep. So, yeah. uh, I think Adelaide have got the, they've got through a bit of a tough period. They've got North Melbourne, West Coast, and I think Hawthorne one more time as well. So I think Adelaide have got to win one of their next two, though. They play So Western Bulldogs this week and yep. then Brisbane next week. Yep. If they lose both those, yep. then I think they're pushing... Port Adelaide, uh, we, we obviously talked about North Melbourne with their work rate. I thought Port's work rate was quite good, and considering that they had to juggle the forward line a little bit, um, you know, Marshall, uh, once yeah. again, concussion, uh, Dixon not being 100%, or, you know, a yeah, couple Dixon of didn't play. play that's yeah. right. Um, and um, it was Burn Jones was out he with um, out well. um, uh, illness. illness as well. Uh, I thought they shuffled the deck chairs pretty well, and Zach Butters, he is becoming a oh, gun, Butters isn't he? A gun. Butters, Rosie, you know, Dersman. Butters and Rosie together are absolute. Butters, Rosie and Horn France yep. is a dy- as dynamic, exciting midfield as anyone. Do you think that Rosie has plateaued a little bit and, and Butters has now stepped up to... No, to, I don't think so. No. I think Rosie's had a couple earlier in the year where he was considered BOG, yep. so... Yeah. And we've talked previously about Jason Horn Francis, obviously the booing. Yeah, it didn't affect his performance on the ground. Uh, he almost rose to the occasion. Uh, again, we don't advocate for booing players. Um, but he took it in his stride really, really well. And, and, and a game against his old club as well, always going to be difficult. And he did well. Yeah, look, I just think he's a good player. And he's going to be, he's a good player now. Yeah. And he's going to be a very, very, very good player. All right, uh, I agree, mate. Um, it's going to be interesting to watch those battles, obviously, between the Crows and Port over the years and uh, over the next few years and the uh, Horn Francis Dawson battle and, and Rochelle uh, Rankin and all that yeah. and, and, and Rosie and Butters and it's just uh, star-studded. So looking forward to those games. All right, mate, uh, we'll cover a couple of the other games. Richmond defeating Geelong by 24 points. Look, Richmond, Richmond Reef, yeah, it was and the stats... Actually favoured Geelong, all the key stats. But the old golden rule, if you don't kick the ball between the two white posts, they were four goals, 12 at one stage. Yeah. That's a, that's, Made it hard, didn't yeah. it? Uh, is it a case of Richmond being back or is it a one once in a blue moon type performance? I just think we've got to wait and see on that mm. in term, because the if the stats had been you know all in favour, then you go, yeah, maybe, but... There were some key, some promising signs. Dusty Martin's best game for a long time, yep. um, probably for two years, really. Mm-hmm. Cochin played well as well. So, yeah, they're still – and they've got Lynch to come back. I'd love to know how much longer he's out yep. for. So, won't say. 
looking pretty good for them. Uh, the Gold Coast Suns having a uh, big win over in um, Perth against the West Coast Eagles, 70 points. Yeah, they're, and they've got a few games to come at home yet, although they're spread. They're playing a few games in Darwin. You wonder about that, if they're selling those off. So, yeah, they're a maybe. Rao, it was good to see Raoul and Anderson. And Once again, they've done it without Took Miller, who had been shouldering quite a lot of the load. Um, players have stepped up and, and have done well. We mentioned it a couple of weeks ago that, you know, they're going okay. They're, they're, not, they're not as bad as what we all think, if that I'm, makes sense. Good to see Sam Day came back in the side. Uh, Prince's, Prince's boy. Yep. He's still done one of the most remarkable things. I can actually remember exactly where I was. Walking through at Prince's school... I actually saw him jump off over one of those ruck coaching bags off mm-hmm. one step, and I've always wondered why in the hell he hasn't played more football in the ruck. There so, you go, yeah. maybe one for Stewie Jew to oh. to consider uh, as the year goes I think on. His but we'll see how we go. Caught up now yeah, in that absolutely. way, but yeah. Um, we've got Fremantle defeating Sydney over at the SCG. Yeah, Sydney, Sydney. <clears throat> Isn't it amazing? The last couple of years, the grand final runner-up, grand finalist well, I think runner-up, it's the stats, just falling away, aren't but they? But it's the stats of the grand final. The grand finalist gets thumped that they fall away. And mm. the stats on that, if you actually go through Adelaide, Adelaide in in seventeen, GWS in nineteen, mm-hmm. there's quite a few, and, and it looks like Sydney are going to follow because they won't make the eight. So absolutely crazy uh, that. Um, you know, we sort of thought Sydney, you know, with yeah, their youngsters, the youngsters. it'd still but be okay. But is it a case injuries of as well. injuries? Yeah, I was going to say, is it a case of the McCart- both McCartan brothers going down? That's really almost reshaped their. And Rampy. And Rampy. It reshaped their team yeah. that it's just not gelling at the moment. And, and Buddy's doing silly things. It's gone one that, year too long. That play on was oh. just ridiculous in the square. Go back and just slot it. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Anyway, no problem. Uh, yes. Melbourne um, taking care of Hawthorne by 54 points. Yeah, so it's really hard this week for Melbourne and uh, and Port. They've effectively almost come off reserves games. You know mm. what I mean? Comparing it. Yep. That before tomorrow, uh, Friday night. So, yeah, it's a big game, that one. Um, Brisbane defeating... Essendon by 42 points. Just going about business. Joe Danaher's in a purple patch at the moment. Um, so, yeah. I think that was about right for... for yeah. The result was right for, for Brisbane. Well, Essendon uh, were a couple of goals up at half time. Yes. Thought, hey, hang on. This yes. is a bit interesting. Absolutely but then Danaher agree. went tropper. Absolutely. Uh, Carlton being defeated by the Western Bulldogs, 20 points. And only having kicked one goal at half time there... Uh, they're in they're, trouble. They've been disappointing. They're in trouble. Uh, as much as I love the Blues, they are struggling at the moment. But look, I'll tell you what, they've if got the Carl- buy. Yeah, but if you're a Carlton player at the moment, get the ball forward to Mackay, you'd be going, what the hell is he going to do? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's... It is frustrating. Oh. Yeah, I know Carlton have got some tough games leading into the buy, and but they've really got to set themselves for the next couple of weeks to try and Huge change. Yeah, try and change what's going on there mm. at the moment. But... You know, a little bit like Adelaide where, you know, in that round one or round two game where their midfield were giving great supply to their forward line and they weren't finishing off yeah. like kicking a lot of points along the way. It does bring a team down when you, oh. you're doing all that hard work. And Big I think time. we talked to Martin Leslie a little while ago and he sort of said, you know, that the, the backs uh, would give the forwards a, yeah. a, a bit of a bake going, you know, we've worked so hard to get the yeah. ball to finish, finish it off. 
it almost seems the same way there that, you know, Kurnow and McKay just aren't quite gelling at the moment. And McKay, you just don't know. Is he going to oh. go for a set shot? Is he going to go around the corner? Time, oh. to, time to put it away anyway. Uh, and then the last game um, of Sunday was um, Collingwood defeating GWS. Yeah, did what they had to do. Collingwood still impressive. Mason Cox had a very good game. So came back from injury and dominated. He didn't rate uh, that one as his best. I think he thought that prelim final a few years ago, which is fair enough, is one of his best. But he was very, very damaging and gave first look um, um, to his uh, running brigade. But also the first time that it actually rucked solo as well, and I think it worked out out quite well. All right, mate, we move on to round 10. We've got uh, Indigenous round, Sir Sir Doug Nichols round. Uh, Friday night, Port Adelaide v Melbourne. Toss of the coin. Melbourne really, on paper, the Grundy-Gorn combination, but they did lose here against Essendon. Mm-hmm. Uh, toss the corn, though. I'll go the Ds. I'll go the Ds as well. A little bit wet potentially here Friday, mm. so that could play a little part in it. Um, as much as I really want to back Port Adelaide, I just think Melbourne have got that little bit of extra class, especially down back, and I think that's where they're setting up a lot of their game from at the yeah. moment. North Melbourne v Sydney. You can't tip either team with any confidence, but purely because North Melbourne have been that bad, I'll still go for Sydney. Uh, Marvel Stadium, yeah, yeah, I think I think Sydney as well, but only just. I think that, yeah. that one's a toss of the coin for me. Uh, we had a little talk about this one before the um, before the podcast started, uh, thinking that this might be the game of the round: the Bulldogs versus the Crows. I think it is. Annoyingly, that it's not at the MCG; it's down in Ballarat, mm-hmm. and. Look, purely because it's an away game, I'll go the Western Bulldogs. I think the Crows are going to go in with the same mindset of uh, playing quick, uh, really trying to unsettle yeah, the Bulldogs. May affect that. But again, a bit like Maybe. the Friday night game, um, it, it may get down to weather. I'm going to back Adelaide to, to cause an upset. So there you go. Trust All me, right. I hope you're correct. <laughs> uh, Frio versus the Cats over in uh, WA. It's a, it's a big game. Frio very favourites over there. Geelong get a couple back. Stengel, Close, and uh, Henry. Mm-hmm. Lose the other Henry. Yep. Um, Jack and Ollie. What's the coin? I'll still go the cat. I'm going to go Geelong as well on the basis that uh, I think Frio are just starting to find their feet, whereas I think Geelong have found their feet now. and. They'll be smarting after losing to Richmond yeah, last week as well. So massive game. It is a big game. All right. Um, In fact, uh, if Geelong lose that game, I'll say they can't go top because they won't finish top four. There you go. Big call. Big call. We'll we'll hold that one on yep, uh, on not? pause. Although the only thing it. is to remember, and probably on that one, I'm going back on my line, remembering Geelong do have a lot of home games to come. They so, do. Yep. Yeah. That's all right. We'll wait and see on that one. All right. We've got. Uh, Brisbane uh, v the Suns, yeah, local have, lo, local derby. Yeah, yeah. What do they, what do they call it? Q Clash. Q Clash. Yes. Um, yeah, I'll I'll go Brisbane. I'll go Brisbane as well on that one. Uh, another big game: uh, Essendon v Richmond at the MCG. Richmond have won their last fourteen against Essendon, so Essendon are due, but I'll I'll go Richmond. Uh, I might go Essendon on that one. I yep. think they're uh, they're not playing too bad of football at the moment. They're probably missing a couple of key personnel, but Parish out as well. Uh, all right. Well, then yeah. knowing that, I might change to Richmond. Mm. So, all right, fair call. Uh, the Hawks v the Eagles. Neil will draw. Wow. Um, you can call a draw. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I'll go Hawthorne down. Piccoli's it's it's in, in Tasmania. Correct. I'll, I'll go Hawthorne. Yeah, Hawthorne are actually, you know, bottom on the ladder at the moment, but they're actually playing better than that. Uh, oh. At the moment, I'll go Hawthorne as well. And another huge clash. This one might be the, the game of the round if Carlton were playing a little bit better. Carlton v Collingwood. Yeah, Collingwood. Collingwood as to. well, yes. And GWS v St Kilda. Now, this is, is a, this is a real big game. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, Toby Green hopefully back for GWS. You've got to tip St Kilda, but... Not with any... No, not with any confidence... But we and talked a couple of weeks ago about how good the Giants have been. Mentally, if if they fall in that game, you could already hear the St Kilda starting to panic. Is this a repeater last year? Max King back, though, so I'll go for St Kilda. I will go for St Kilda as well. All right, mate, we um, move on to the SNFL. Round six results. Uh, Nord being defeated uh, by West Adelaide for the Tickle Cup. Yeah, look, congratulations to West Adelaide. And it looks like Nord might do a north from 18. You know, a chance to go from top to bottom. But, look, yeah, disappointing. Once again, up up in the game, uh, sort of third third quarter, I think, up, up, fell away. And, um, yeah, uh, West Adelaide got them in the end. Yeah, I was at the – well, I was down there to commentate for the – uh, Sample W game after that but at the Glenelg North Adelaide. Good crowd down the, down, at, and they celebrated the seventy three uh, premiership side Glenelg, mm-hmm. so the fifty anniversary and the players out in the ground. They did a good job, so well done to Glenelg on that. Pat on, pat and on the well back. done, well done in the game. Yep, yeah, they took North Adelaide to the cleaners. Absolutely, we'll get to that game in a second. Uh, we've got West uh, Woodville West Torrens defeating uh, the Bulldogs Centrals. Yeah. Which not was, not surprising, no. but the Bulldogs are going a lot better than, than yeah. most think at the moment. And uh, they've got them really humming out there at Ex-Convenience Oval. Uh, the game you just talked about, uh, the, the Tigers defeating the Roosters. It is too good and really won it. Game was over pretty early mm-hmm. in the game. And a little bit of a surprise here, but not a surprise. Uh, Sturt defeating Adelaide. Yeah, Adelaide had a couple of injuries during the game and Strong getting injured uh, and that. But, yeah... Sturt, they're an even good side and they're even. And, yeah, well done. And uh, Frederick's state game tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. I know, do know one club is there purely to watch him for, uh, yep. on Friday night. Yes, so, yeah. fair enough. Uh, and to finish out the round, Port Adelaide defeating the Panthers. Yeah, up. And then they chose to rest Lysett in the last quarter just because it looks like he'll play Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um which again shows, and that's again Port Adelaide. That's correct. Yep. The, the AFL is their competition. This is their reserve side. Yep. Call it Port Power Reserves instead of Port Magpies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a personal opinion. Yep. And that's nothing. I totally respect Port Magpies. Absolutely. But it's not Port Magpies yep. anymore. So yep. yeah. Um, but yeah, just too good for South. And South have been almost as disappointing as Nord. So they have, um, and just a little. Uh, and most people would have read this uh, that are SNFL followers, but we've got one team with six wins from six games on top of the ladder, and we've got one team with no wins and six losses. 
very unusual for that to happen in the first six rounds. Jeff Boycott and Chris Tavare are totally supportive of the Nord Football Club of being none for six. <laughs> They've got a way to a good start. <laughs> uh, hopefully they can turn it around yes, in a fortnight's definitely. time. Um, we're going to move on and we're going to briefly talk about the state game, SAVWA. Yeah. Look, probably on a personal interest, almost my main interest is Stefan Juro, ex-Norwood Junior. Uh, was on Frio's list and he was a top-up player for West Coast. And uh, he's... Made the WA state side, so good luck to Stefan. Yep. Um, and look, state game three ten on a Friday afternoon. It's tough, isn't it? Yeah. Look, but it's the play. Apparently, it came out. It's come out. The players. The players wanted to play on Adelaide Oval. Yes. And if you're going to open up Adelaide Oval, well, it had to be a curtain raiser, otherwise, for what it costs. Yes. So, yeah, but I just, I sort of don't see the point at three ten. Great game for recruiters. That's yep. really and what it is about. And I'm assuming that it will be shown on Foxtel or KO or yeah, something yeah, like that. So it's Sam probably yeah. Yep. So it's probably a little bit more directed at yep. that audience. Um, yeah, being, I do want to have a crack though. Surely they could have made an area where if you paid to get in just to the, the state game, so a sample pro, a price for the state game. Yep, and if you didn't want to. If you didn't want to be there for the AFL game, you got escorted out. Yep. Now, that's only a couple of staff to walk people through. I, I, if I it's think a certain done. bay or a couple of yeah, bays no, that, I, are, that are there, because they're not going to get 30,000, 40,000. Like um, maybe 2,000. Yeah, so if you get a, a, a bay that's set aside near a, near an exit, um, just yeah. move, move them on right yeah. after the game. Yeah, I would have thought so. Yeah, anyway, yeah. we'll see how we go on that one. All right, mate, um, we'll... Report on that one next week, and hopefully SA, after taking it out last year, uh, go back-to-back. Yep. It'll be fantastic. All right, mate, we move on to soccer. Adelaide United uh, through to the, got through to the elimination final. Uh, sorry, got through the elimination final. Uh, played the semi against Central Coast Mariners. Started off pretty promising in the first couple of minutes. Yeah, first four minutes, get a penalty score. Yes. You think you bloody beauty. And, and we're yeah, on our way. Fell away. Central Coast just seemed to have Adelaide's measure. They lost to Adelaide last year, I believe it was, in the finals. Um, and since then, they haven't yeah. lost to them. They beat them twice during the regular yeah. season this year and now once on Friday or Saturday so, night. So the return leg now. Uh, Adelaide have got to go all out, don't they? Yeah, and really need you know, need to win one nil or 2 nil away. So, look, the money's got to be on Central Coast. Once again, uh, we talked about it briefly before we started again that, uh, you know, they're, they're making semi-finals, so they're there and yeah. thereabouts, but unfortunately um, just not quite getting the job done at the business end. All right, um, yeah, so Melbourne City's probably waiting for them, uh, hoping that they built uh, living suitcases out of each other on that one, but we'll see how we go. Uh, we'll report on that one next week. All right, mate, we're going to take a quick break when we come back. We'll have a look at the basketball and the SNFLW and the netball. You're listening to the Game On Podcast. We'll be right back after this short break. All right, mate, NBA Finals. Um, we've got a, an interesting sort of Final Four at the moment in the Western and Eastern Conferences. We've actually had the 7th and 8th ranked teams make the Final Four, which is 
pretty fair effort, really, when it you is. when you think about it. I mean, yep. they do play a lot of three and four game, five game series, depending on how long they go for. But um, remaining uh, teams in the conference are the LA Lakers, who defeated the Golden State Warriors, now play the Denver Nuggets, uh, who beat the Phoenix Suns, and the Miami Heat defeated the New York Knicks and now play the Boston Celtics, who beat Philadelphia, Philadelphia 76ers. It's, yeah, sort of, I fancy the LA Lakers, but... And that, they were actually the seventh-ranked side. Yeah. So it's very interesting yeah. that, that the number one seed actually went out pretty early and the number two got through most of their rounds. But, yeah, you sort of think that LA have got the guns to be able to do it. Um, the Celtics have been going along pretty well as as well. Um, certainly the LA uh, Lakers v. the Warriors was probably the big test. Whoever yeah. sort of came out of that one probably would be favoured to maybe go all the way. So we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that. There's a yes. few matches. That, there was a couple of matches played today. I haven't had a chance to catch up yep. with all the results today. But over the next week or so, we should have a couple of grand finalists locked in, and away we go. That's your that's your baby. That's my baby yeah. there. No yeah. problem. All right, we move on. SNFLW tips for this week. No, the big game effectively is the Glenelg Sturt game because that's become an elimination final. Correct. So Glenelg Sturt at Wigan Oval, Saturday the twentieth. Yeah, having seen Glenelg the last couple of weeks. And they got the captain back last week. Is it Gunson? Yep. I want to remember the name. Apologies if I made That's a mistake okay. there. But um, I'll tip. I'll tip the base. Uh, I might tip Sturt on that one. I think they've been going uh, pretty well. They obviously were missing a couple through state representation yeah. a couple of weeks ago, which was a bit of a hiccup for them. But I think uh, they'll be out. Tigers, with those injuries a little bit earlier on, have just been trying to find their feet since that time. But, yeah, it's a bit of a toss of the coin, this one. They were good defensively against North Adelaide last week. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they beat Centrals and, and uh, they'd lost four in a row and then beat Centrals in an upset yep. and then handled North Adelaide well last week. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, purely probably having seen him the last couple of weeks. Sure. Uh, you're going Glenelg. I'll go Sturt. Yep. Uh, Norwood, um, some happy news down at Norwood for the women's program. They've locked in a finals berth, and they get a bit of a tune-up this weekend against South Adelaide. Yeah, and they were eight points down halfway through the third quarter uh, on Friday night. Um, I And looked to be in a little bit of trouble. But, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they came through over well. I, look. I'm a massive fan of women's football. If you're going to play league, call it league football, I would say umpiring department, don't just appoint inexperienced kids to do the game. And yep. there were a couple of girls on Friday night, and I think there were 66 free kicks played for the game. Right. And one of them had obviously seen an umpire pair holding the ball. Cause, and it got to the point that both teams had worked it out in the last quarter. Neither team was going for the ball. Right, she was in control. So, look, I just think the I think the players are owed more respect. Mm-hmm. And look, we've all as an umpire, we've all got to start somewhere. Yep, that's fine. But there's got to this, you know, this is meant to be league football, absolutely, not just trial games for youngsters. No, fair enough. Um, we've got the Eagles v the Roosters at Prospect Oval. Yeah, North Adelaide, the dominant side 
of Sample W, you know, the reigning premiers, uh, missed the finals, which is a huge surprise. Mm-hmm. Look, I'll probably still tip North to get home there, but mm-hmm. they weren't overly impressive last week. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll tip They're the They're at home. Yep, yep, I might tip the Roosters there as well. And uh, the Central's playing West Adelaide at uh, ex-convenience Oval. Yeah, the Dogs came back well last week after disappointing loss against Glenelg and uh, and losing their key forward with the suspension and still misses another one yet. So, yeah, good effort by the Dogs. And I'll tip uh, Benny Hunt's army to come through for another win there. Uh, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I might go the Bulldogs on that one as well. I think they're building quite nicely and they have been all year. Yeah. Each time we've talked about them, they seem to be getting better and better and better. So, um, yeah, that locks in an interesting final series. And like you said, we've got an uh, elimination final there, or um, a mini elimination final, I should say, there between Sturt and the Tigers. So it'll be interesting to see how that one pans out. Yeah. We'll follow that one up next week. Definitely. All right, mate, we move on. The Thunderbirds. We've talked about them for three weeks in a row now, and they continue to do the job. Yeah, and the word is around that they may well be at the Entertainment Centre next year. Uh, selling out um, It's a Park consistently yep. and there is a demand. So, yeah, great result. Good result for netball. Absolutely. They had a couple of um, results go their way that sort of gave them clear run at top spot um, after sharing it for a few yeah. weeks. Um, look, they seem to be putting themselves in a uh, good position week in, week out now. And like you said, we, we did talk about it a couple of weeks ago with – their participation numbers, and it looks like that's now flowing through to uh, to fans watching it, and quite rightly warrants uh, a change of venue. Oh, look, and South Australia has traditionally been a strong netball state. You know, Garvel and contacts with all those years of glory, glory years. Mm-hmm. You know, Catherine Harvey, Sarah Sada. Yep. You know, there was some gu- absolute guns uh, in netball here, and yeah, I went to a couple of those finals and. Sensational standard of netball. Yep. So, yeah, well, great to see that netball oh, on the way but coming back. Coming back, that's what I was just about to say, that isn't it great that, mm. uh, you know, we have suffered a little bit over the last few years, but it looks like all the pieces of the jigsaw puzzle are all falling into place and go you Thunderbirds. Yeah, very much so. All right, mate, we'll take a quick break once again. When we come back, uh, Roger James. Lord Voldemont. You're listening to the Game On Podcast. We'll be right back after this short break. Past players, past legends, past legends. We welcome uh, Roger James a.k.a. Lord Voldemort. We'll come back to that, though. Um, so, Rog, just a cat, 76 games, 67 goals for Nord, 147 games, 87 goals for Port Adelaide, uh, certainly their best finals player in 2004, 53, 53 games, only 262 goals for Kersbrook, Rog. And, uh, of course, 79 games and 143 goals for Barossa District. So only about half the number of games as, as your illustrious brother, though, uh, Roger, I think your bro, your uh, your injuries caught up with you a lot more than Brett, and I think poor young Archie's had more injuries already than Brett than Brett did in his entire life. 
yeah, I think you're right there with Archie. He's uh, he's had a bit of a bad oh, trot. So. so that's just for people yeah. out there. That's uh, Brett's lad, and he's broken his arm again. So is that second or third time? Uh, I think he's done his wrist a couple of times, times and now, uh, yeah, his wrist a couple of times and now his arms. So yeah. I think he's been three years in a row. Yeah, terrible luck. So, mate, we might start off with your juniors. You uh, obviously started that at Kersbrook there. Yeah, mate. Yeah, started down at Kersbrook and um, played a few years there. I did have one year at Tea Tree Gully in the under-9s and then went back to Kersbrook. So, um, yeah, played all my junior career at Nord um, at, at Kersbrook and then obviously did all my underage at Norwood as well. You had a bit of luck in your first year, bad luck in your first year where you, in 93, in the 17s, where you did a stress fracture of your left shin, Rog. It's a... Uh, Bit of a weird injury that one. It is, mate. I um, I remember just kicking footies around and it was getting sore and sore. And um, in the end, I, I just couldn't even kick footies. And it, it was, uh, I think it was the wet weather got to me as well because the ball was a bit heavier and oh, I couldn't work out what was going on. And yeah, in the end, I had a stress fracture. So um, I think I ended up missing. Oh, I would have been eight or ten weeks. Yeah, you must have done a decent job of it. And then, of course. So, 94, you really start to come the own. You win the 19s, best and fairest. Played a combination, yep. 19s of reserves. Should have made your league debut. Um, yeah, so a good year then. And then, of course, in 95, you really arrived with a bang. You made the advertiser team of the year in your first season, which is very unusual. And, of course, unfortunately, we lost the prelim final to Centrals as well. Yeah, I obviously, um, 94 was a... Bit of a, a weird one for me. I started playing resis, um, and I did actually get told I was close to playing league footy at one stage. Um, and then I had an incident on the a Thursday night training session where I wasn't listening, and Craggy kicked me off the oval. Yes, um, I was going to bring that one up actually. Yes, yeah, well, I thought I'd bring it yeah, up. Yeah, no, okay. most people Go don't on know your honesty. Story, so. Yep. Um, and yeah, and then did, um, sorry, he me off the training tack. Did did he actually get you off the oval? Yeah, yeah, he told me to go in, so wow. I got kicked off, um, so I walked off. Um, yeah, went to apologise after training, wouldn't have a bar of it. Um, and then the next Saturday, um, five minutes into the reserves games, I got dragged and never came back on and then spent most of the rest of the year in the 19th. Bizarre. Wow. So, so nah, that Craigie, was, uh, had his mo- Craigie did have some moments like that, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, but saying that, I think he was trying to teach me a lesson of, um, and I understand why he probably kicked me off that not that night. He was telling the story, and I wasn't sort of listening. So, um, yeah, he, he taught me a lesson. It was a twelve month lesson, but yeah. um, ninety five, obviously, um, yeah, I had a pretty good year under him. And then you're one of the four players where you uh, got approached, and you just you know you've been approached by a number of AFL clubs, but decided to. Signed the four-year deal with it with the you know the newly formed Port Adelaide, and so there was yourself, Michael Wilson, Warren Treadray, and Peter Burgoyne. And as Bucky Cunningham said, it's the best twenty grand Port Adelaide have ever spent with that fine to nail you guys down beforehand. He was an astute administrator, Bucky. Oh, Bucky was a legend, mate. Yeah, he um, obviously there was a few of us um, that did sign that four-year deal, so. And like you said, we, we all end up playing in that premiership, so it was a pretty smart idea by Bucky. Oh, jeez, well and truly. So, 96, you did your collarbone. You missed the prelim final, the 
bloody Scott Hodges game. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. I was in hospital then, Rog. I was actually reasonably crook. And uh, as when Hodges kicked the goal, let's just say a radio may have come off second best and a nurse <laughs> a nurse sprinted into the room at Burnside because she thought I'd collapsed. And then, gee, uh, was, oh, football is that all? And my reply certainly made sure I wasn't going to win the Patient of the Month award at uh, Burnside <laughs> Hospital, mate. So, yes. No, it was a shattering day from us yes. for the, the Norwood fans. Yes. So, 97, so you... Yeah, you, know, you you missed Port's first game, but you came in and debuted against Brisbane. Yeah, I missed. Uh, I actually played some pretty good preseason footy for Port, and then um, I, I can't remember if I did a quad or something like that. But um, yeah, missed round one, unfortunate because that would have been a buzz to play in the first game. But missed that, uh, and I think I ended up playing about round five yep. against Brisbane. So. Um, and ended up winning that day. Um, I think it was a really close game, and I think um, Stephen Paxman saved us in the final moment. That's right. And, I do remember that now. Yeah. Yeah. He um, he, he he took on about two blokes coming out of fullback and smothered stuff, and somehow won the won the footy and turned it over and saved the day for us. So yeah, a bit of a buzz for my first game. Well, yeah, well and truly. But then, of course, more importantly, you'd played enough games to qualify for Nord for Nord, mate. So. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. I think I played 17 AFL and well, three or four for Norwood. You only had to play three to qualify. Yeah, just to qualify. So I went back and played finals and, mate, well, lucky enough, I was uh, – Brett had played enough as well. So we were both pretty lucky to get back there and play finals together. Yeah, quite incredible because I think you probably played about eight games between nine, – eight or nine games between the two of you to play for Norwood. Both come back. And yeah, as as you both two of you both should have you well and truly Nord people, but delivered yeah. delivered in spades and yeah, a, a great memory. Oh, it was a fantastic memory. I mean, uh, Brett did it on a, a bigger uh, scale, coming yeah. from an AFL grand final and then playing in an SNFL one. But um, for me, like I think Brett, I listened to him the other week on this um, podcast that. When we were growing up, Nord was everything for us. Um, to actually win a premiership, like Brett said, was was everything. So to get that that moment and actually do it was unreal. So just just to go back a step, uh, did you play together a lot? Obviously for Kersbrook, and then obviously followed you your way through to Nord. No, we didn't actually, because every year That's I went great. up, he yeah. went up as well. So. Mm. You probably you um, play and you wouldn't have played at all, of course, with Paul till later, either. No, no, no. I think uh, one of our first games all together was two thousand and well, what was it? Two thousand and four. I think we all played together at South Adelaide one game. Wow. And I reckon that was that was probably one of our only game, well, our first game together. I think. Wow. So does that make then the uh, ninety seven premiership together even more special? Oh, for sure. Um, to do it with your brother, I mean, um, to win a flag is, is everything, but to, if you can do it with your brother, it makes it extra special. So, Oh, look, and the fact you were, you know, Nord, Nord people, as I said last week, and probably a bit easier that it's, that it's you than Brett, Brett's speech uh, with, you know, being inducted the Nord Hall of Fame and where he really hammered the point that how much the 97 Nord side, Nord Premiership, and it meant more to him than the AFL bit, and... There was a few of us, you know, 
pretty, you know, just absolutely. He, it was a fantastic speech that night, and it it really came from the heart, didn't it? Oh, most definitely, mate. Um, and obviously, I mean, you look at him now, and he's still mad, Norwood. Like, yeah, we talk footy, and I mean, I know we're having a pretty disappointing year this year, but um, yeah, we're still mad, Norwood. And um, every time I drive past the parade, you get goosebumps. I don't know why. Um, it's just that feeling of the parade. Oh, don't worry, he still checks out to make sure he can outrun the other opposition runner in the under sixteen under sixteen yeah. each week. He, <laughs> he has a glimpse across so to see their fitness. Yes, yes. So from there, you know, and that ninety eight, you only ninety eight. You had a you got injured as well, and yep. that, and of course ninety nine. And I've always supported you on this one. That pass with bloody Tom Carr spoiled, and yes, yeah. that was a frustrating game. But now, now we've got to the point here, Pete, where I said there was a point with with Roger. It's not quite as funny as Brett's ending yep. up playing uh, for Adelaide. I've waited to hear on, this one all night. Trips. But give us a story. What happened? You were at so end of ninety nine. You're a, you're off for a drive from Lindock to Alberton, and uh, what what was about to happen, and what did happen, uh, Rog? Uh, that that was actually at the end of ninety eight. Sorry, yeah, so, sorry. Yeah, yep, so, yep. Um, uh, obviously, the trade period had started, um, and I didn't have a great year. So, at the start of 98, I'd done my knee. I took oh, over 50% of my cartilage out, and it really niggled me all year. So, I had another clean out at the end of it, and um, Port were willing to trade me. So, um, trade week come, final day, Carlton were interested. So, I think they were going to try and do a deal – Jared Cotton and myself were going to go to Carlton. And I talked to my wife, well, not wife at the time. She was waiting, still my missus. Um, <laughs> and we'd, we'd talked about it and I was like, well, I think it's my only option that Port don't really want me. Carlton do, so we're going to go. So that day we'd made up our mind that we were going. Um, my my manager at the time was Ian Brown, which is a, a, a full-on Nord bloke back yeah, in the day as well. Right. Yep. And uh, he'd come up to Kersbrook actually and we'd been talking about it and I drove we drove down from Kersbrook, got to Modbury and Port rang us. And this was only half an hour or an hour before the deadline and they said, look, the deal's fallen through. Carlton have taken Matthew Lappin. Um, enjoy your time at Port. So I still had, I think, a year to go on my contract. Um yeah, and yeah, I don't know how I felt about that, but I thought, well, not sure if Porter really that keen on me. But um, obviously, '99 came around, and I'd played a fair bit of footy at Nord in '99. I think I played most of the first half of the year at Norwood. Yep. Um and then I finally got a I finally got a gig. I played West Coast, I think over there. Played probably a quarter, got dropped. And then finally, I think I was an emergency for a Collingwood game on a Friday night in MCG. Someone pulled out. I played, actually played a right. And, yeah, away eventually you went. held my spot and away I went. So. And Who was the coach uh, for you during that time there? Uh, in 99, it was Choco. Yeah. How did you find Choco so and his methods? Love Choco, yep. Um as he was actually a school teacher, so 
he he uh, the way he did stuff, it was easy to learn, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the way he explained stuff, um, and he went out of his way to make sure you knew what you were doing as well. So yeah, I, I was wrapped with Jocko as a coach. And you had, you also rated the late Peter Wal- uh, Phil Walsh in terms of his ability to explain structures and setups and all that, Rog. Oh, for sure. Walsh, he was on top of his game. Um, he was one of the first blokes to bring in the video stuff with all our clearances. He'd go through it, and he had, he nailed everything on the head so well. So we'd go out and do stoppages, and he'd tell you where to stand, how to stand, where to position yourself, because you've already watched it on the screen. Everything made sense, and it, it was easy for you, if you know what I mean. He was, you- uh, he was, he was unreal, Phil Welsh. Do you, do you think the late uh, great Phil Walsh would have won a premiership with the Crows if uh, he was allowed to finish what he started? Oh, mate, I definitely think he should have would have, would have took him close for sure. Yep. Yeah. And now, Rog, you had a couple of big games against Brisbane overall when you delivered the chocolates a couple of times. Yeah, a couple of times. I was lucky enough in 2002, our last minor round game, um, I think it was for the minor premiership that um, – yeah, I ended up playing all right, um, and luckily enough, I think I kicked the winning goal with a couple of minutes to go. Yeah. So, and, yeah, then, and then uh, I think it was the next year. I, I think we played them up there. Yes, mid mid, mid two thousand and three. Um, bit of a different one, but I kicked the final two points for the game, so that got us over the line. Uh, still, still counts. Hey, a wins, a wins, a win. Yeah, wins, a win. Yeah, exactly. And then, so let's go through to yeah. You know, you, you've now got established, and it was actually ironic with all those injury problems you had early. Then your body seemed to adjust, and away you went. So you, you played twenty four games in two thousand, twenty four in oh oh one, twenty four in oh two. So it was incredible that it went from one extreme to the other. And then yep. you know you keep the goal to secure the minor premiership, seventeen games in oh three, and then nineteen in oh four. And your final series for Port Adelaide in 04, and this this is where the Lord Voldemort nickname comes from because it's all Roger's fault that Port won the premiership. <laughs> that, um, <laughs> that his first, against St Kilda, this doesn't get enough praise around the footy traps. How some person can have eight of the first 12 touches of their team's touches it was incredible. It was a really a you know Wayne Johnson the dominator mm-hmm. performance. You know Kevin Bartlett in eighty and that brought his own ball. You, know, you and won Port's, to go near him. You won Port's best in finals award, but the prelim final when those ruddy St Kilda supporters ran on to celebrate Gehrig's hundred when Port were just about gone. So um, that's got to be where you sit back and just glow now that just what a vital part you were and it's got to be your crown and glory to, you know, in retrospect to a large extent, Rog? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I did play a, a big part in that game, I suppose, but um, like you said, I think Fraser's 100th goal helped us a fair bit so we could regroup. I mean, I know it was only, I think, he kicked the first two two of the game and then um, yeah, scored his 100 and everyone comes screaming onto the oval and we sort of regrouped. Um, and then I think we actually went bang, bang and kicked two yeah. of the road to equal, yeah. to equal it. And then we're back on track. So, but yeah, I was lucky enough to play pretty well. But um, I look back then, and if you watch the game, there was a heap of us that played really well. Um, ah, bullshit. Wait- stop, stop downplaying <laughs> it. 
Lord Voldemort. No, it's your fault. Wangers in the last quarter kicked yeah, a couple goal. fantastic goals. Yeah. Um, Michael Wilson was courageous as ever. Um, Shawnee Burgoyne, what he does all the time, saved yep. us a, a yep. goal late. But, I mean, you could talk forever about just about everyone that played that day. Well, it was a great game too, actually. Oh, mate, it was a cracker. I don't think it got over 11 points for the night. And I was going to ask, uh, obviously, with Sir Doug Nichols' round this weekend, uh, Gavin Wanganeen, I was going to ask, uh, playing next to, to Gav would have been an absolute treat. Oh, to tell you the truth, to play with all the Aboriginals was a treat. Um, yeah. For some reason, they have something special about them. They can do stuff that no one else can do. I mean, I play, I was lucky enough to play with a heap of them, uh, Gavin, Both uh, Burgoyne, the Burgoynes, Pickett, uh, Shea Cockatoo Collins. Yeah. Um, there's a heap of them, and they're all special. Um, they, they can do special stuff. But the, well, obviously, Gavin, he was probably extra special. It's just his ability to twist his body oh, and contort, yeah. Yeah, yeah, weird positions and then deliver. That, and it, it was funny because that night against St Kilda, he'd, he'd had, he hadn't done much, but mm. he delivered when it counted. Yeah, he, he had a saying back in the day that he could just flick the switch and he was one bloke that could. That, that was at Footy Park. Turn it on. That was at Footy yeah. Park, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was at Footy Park, yeah. So, no. And then so 2005, your knee wasn't great. And uh, you only played ten games. Then you've uh, you go for a meeting at at, Rody, at Peter Rhodes' house, and you thought it was a bit of more of a bit of a just a catch up with Rody and a chit chat for a head. And uh, yeah, tell us what then happened, mate. Yeah, well, um, yeah, obviously, end of '04, I had a knee operation. Um, they took the rest of my cartilage out, and then did a, a, this new operation that didn't seem to work. But um, yeah. Struggled all year. I think I ended up playing 10 games, like you said. Um, and then Rody had been trying to contact me or, or, or catch up and just gen- generally ask me how I'm going and whatnot. And I was like, yeah, yeah, catch up, catch up. Couldn't catch up. And then one day he said, we'll catch up at mine. We'll have a coffee. I was like, yep, no worries. He was living at Dulwich at the time. So I rocked up. He goes, you want a coffee? Yeah, no worries. And then he's like, oh, Choco will be here in a minute. And that's when alarm bells started ringing. I was like, shit, this ain't good. Wow. Um, and then Choco being Choco, he came out and explained it straight away and said, look, your body's buggered, getting yourself like it's letting you down. Um, I'm going to play kids for the rest of the year. Um, if I can give you a farewell game, I will. That didn't eventuate. But, um, yeah, that was the end of my AFL career. That's, that's an unusual way to be told that you're – AFL career is coming to an end, uh, obviously, with, uh, you know, Rody being there and also uh, Choco. I'll tell you what, though, at least, at least the coach had, Absolutely. The, had the balls to do it himself, not is, handballing it to someone else. This so, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's quite an unusual yeah. way of doing it. But, wow, that's that's great that he's looked you right in the eye and said, look, you know, this is what we think, this is what we're doing, and this is how we're going to do it. Yeah, mate, I, I respect Choco um, for doing that. And in a space of probably 15 or 20 minutes, I went from playing AFL, thinking I was going to play next year, to absolutely nothing. So um, I ended up playing, I think, the last two or three games at Nord for yeah. the year. Um, trying, but I probably shouldn't have even tried to play those games when he was that sore. But um, I ended up playing two or three games with Brett and Paul. So um, that's the only probably reason I did it. Trying to also let's go back. One thing with Nord, I'm trying. I reckon it was South Adelaide, the game where 
where we thought you were going to drown in the uh, Cooper's Corner pocket, Rod. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, nah, that was um, that against Central, Central in Central, 1995. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it was myself and Daniel Healy. We um, <laughs> slid into that corner. Yeah, didn't you? the old the old drain wasn't working too well on that pocket by the pine tree, so um, she was sort of half flooded. She was a wet and wintry day that one, and it was a yeah, great the pool was photo, there. It was a great photo. I think it won photo of the year or something yeah. at some stage. So yeah, I've got a home here somewhere. So, okay. Yeah. Just continuing on with your AFL career, uh, we obviously spoke with your brother last week and you guys obviously didn't stand on each other too much during the showdowns, but you knew each other were on the ground. Um, who got the upper hand, do you think? Um, it's a hard one. I know he won a couple of battles, but I know a couple of times I um, – I won a couple as well, so. Yeah, I just um, don't think you really stood each other for very long. It was just nah. There's only bit. parts of five or ten minutes here and there. But so. you knew you knew he was there, and he's probably going to be behind you at some stage to tackle tackle you. Yeah, exactly. You, you sort of knew where he was at yeah. all the time, so yep. um, that was probably in the back of your mind. Don't get caught by Brett. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I know one day he did catch me, so yeah, Jeez. he probably won that day. We'll, we'll oh, call it a nil. He's on a motorbike, was he? To catch you. Jeez, the knee must have been crook, mate. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll call it a nil all draw. And then you did a bit of coaching into, onto the coaching world to start off assistant coach, so you Nord and then a year under Jars as well at North Adelaide. Yeah, I had uh, 2006, I didn't play footy anywhere. Um, I had a, an assistant coaching role under Trevor Hill. Um, so that that was good to go back to Norwood. Um, that was enjoyable. And then... Uh, I thought, nah, I'm going back to Kurswick. Brett had retired. Paul had retired yep. at the end of 06. And I was like, well, we're all going back to Kurswick to play footy. So um, we all played together in 07, 08 and 09. So that, that was a bit of a buzz. Um, I did did have a year at North Adelaide with Jars in 08. That was, that was really, really good fun. Um, um, and then Jars got sacked. So... Um, that was, was it, the end of that. And then, yeah, I went back home to Kurzweil and played. Was Jars just as entertaining uh, on the ground as he was off the ground? He was. Nah, he was, um, he was actually a really good coach. Um, so I, I don't actually know why they got rid of him in the end, but um, nah, he was he was really good, Jars. And then, so at Kurzweil, and you, so you played in a few flags together as well, the, the, three, the three of you, and it would have been great fun to play with. And great for chance for Apples to have a kick and a catch with you two as well. Oh, exactly. As soon as um, Brett and Paul retired from from Norwood, that was our goal was to all go back and play together. So um, we had three years there. Um, I played bits and pieces in 08, obviously, because I was down at North. But we had uh, three years and we won flags in 08 and 09. Yep. And then, um, yeah, I eventually... Moved on and went 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 coaching in the country by myself. Yeah, yeah, Barossa District. And yeah, uh, go through that. And you coached a flag too, Rog. Yeah, lucky enough, I've got two flags at Barossa. So yeah. um, I, I went there in 2010 as a playing coach, and I ended up there for six years. So um, we made the grand final in 2010 and got got smacked by Tanunda. Um They won pretty comfortably. Um, 2011, I think we actually got to the what was it? The, was a I'm not, I was going to say it was a prelim, but it's not a prelim. It was a semi or something like that. And um, we got done for playing 19, 19 players, and it got our score wiped at three quarter time. 
can you get can you hurry up and arrange that for North Adelaide so we can still win the flag in eighteen? <laughs> well, I was going to say, well, our, our scores got wiped. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and then lucky enough, two thousand and twelve came along. I think Tanunda were going for their fourth or fifth in a row, and we came from fourth and knocked them off in the GF. So that was a pretty big buzz. And then we backed up in the following year in thirteen and won that as well. So and. Pretty good times at Brossa. Yeah, and so you actually also mentioned too, I remember you mentioning about where you were having an average year and then you won a game out of the blue and that was it's one of your favourite footy footy memories. Yeah, that was uh, 2015. So after we went back-to-back, we lost a heap of players, probably up to maybe 11 A-graders. So we really struggled. I think we won the spoon in 14. Yep. And then in 2015, we, we, hadn't, had a, we hadn't won a game. And I think it was around maybe 14 or 15. We played Gawler Centrals, Centrals, who were top. And uh, we managed to win that game. And that, like, coming from a year or two of not winning too many games, uh, to win that and beat the top team at at home was probably one of my highlights, um, considering we were such a young, young, young team. And, yeah, it was just a, a massive buzz for the club that day. And one of my favourite moments of the club. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I, I remember the same, obviously, at the lower level, just playing self with Adelaide Union. We'd lost 14 in a row, and we won out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we celebrated that night. I reckon I celebrated that night as much as I did with any flag I played yeah. in. And, oh, so did we. So did we, trust us. Yeah, just, uh, you just I think it's more the weird bit, the unexpected, and it's just kabang and into it, you know, sort of thing. And it yeah, obviously, he hasn't no. had the grant the build up of a grand final, so you're probably not as tense about it. And yeah, the uh, yeah the winners the winner was West End, the winner was West End and Coopers that night. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. And then you had gone through, so you coached Yudunda Robertson as well. Yeah, Yudunda Robertson. I went up there for two years. That was very enjoyable. Um, the people up there were fantastic. Um, we didn't win flags or anything like that. I think the best result was third. Um, but the people up there were just amazing people. And I've got friendship, friendships for life up there. Great people. And you've been involved with Freeling now for uh, now for a while with, of course, uh, with Dom with Dom, Shep, with Dom Shepley. So, yeah, yeah with Dom. bit of fun there. Yeah, a bit of fun there. I had 2018 off and then uh, I called in late. 2018 and Dom was like you interested in actually getting back into footy I was like you know what I think I am um, and Scott Dutchke was coaching at the time so yep. um, I ended up helping Scott in 2019 so um, that's how I got to Freeling I ended up staying there for four years So now what's what's the sporting world now so with Kirsten with obviously your lovely wife Kirsten and MJ Billy and Indy, what are they up to, mate? Yeah, mate. So sad days. I've got no footy these days. Um, this is my first year sort of out of footy. Um, yep. And sad days are spent running around with kids. Um, so i got I got Billy that does gymnastics. She gets dropped off at Teacher Gully at 8 o'clock. Um, Indy plays netball down at Tango at 10 o'clock or something like that at Mile End. And then MJ's doing a course in the city. So we, we are flat stick on a sad day. Yeah, a bit of fun, mate. So. Yeah, it's a bit different to watching footy. <laughs> First Saturdays off for quite some time, by the sounds of it. Yeah, it is actually. Um, 
and it's enjoyable too, not to stress about, you know, training and recruiting and doing all that sort of stuff. So, and to spend some more time with the family is always good. What are you doing for work these days, mate? Uh, me and a mate called uh, me and a mate Alex. We've got a um, civil business together. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, so you've been doing got, that for uh, a while, haven't you? Yeah, probably the last ten years or yeah. so with him. Yep. Yeah. And does that mean the the work commitments have sort of taken over the the footy commitments? Yeah, for sure, mate. We are, we are flat stick at the moment. We're doing a subdivision in Gaul at the moment, so um, yeah, we we can't even scratch our head at the moment. We're that busy. All right, Rog. Best players played with. Played with. Well, you can't go past Macca. Yep. Uh, Nord, but uh, Port wise, I mean, I played with some really good ones. You got Wanganeens, Burgoynes. Um, Josh Franco is up there, but the best player I played with with is uh, with probably Treaders. Yeah, yeah. Michael Treaders, Wilson. Mate. Where did Michael Wilson in terms of courage? You know, Michael, oh, mate, with, with Macca. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. You don't get tougher than Michael Wilson. Like the this like he just never backed out of a contest. He played with broken shoulders. He, yeah. he was um, he was as they say he was Port Adelaide. He's incredible. Like, didn't he play? The, so the, the 07 grand final, okay, obviously terrible day for Port. Enjoyable day for a lot of us, but, yeah, um, terrible day for Port. But like, Wilson's shoulders were just absolutely stuffed, and he was just incredible yeah. as a competitor. Nah, that was 04. Oh, sorry, 04. Yeah. That was 04. I think he missed 07 because he snapped his Achilles in the that's, finals yeah, before that. That's right. But, um, yeah, 04, he couldn't even lift his shoulders. And um, yet still delivered. Still delivered. Yep, that was him all over. And even in the prelim, 2004 prelim against St Kilda, if you watch the game, he ran back with the flight yes. twice into traffic, I think. And, yeah, I mean, unreal. Um, did, just didn't shirk it. As mentally respected as a, as yep. anyone in the footy traps, I reckon Michael Wilson. Absolutely. Uh, Matty and, Primus and is a ruckman. genuinely well. great bloke, Wilbur. Yeah, I, I don't think I've actually ever met him. Respect him enormously, but I don't think I've ever even met him. But yeah, loved him as a footballer. Yeah, how couldn't you with just how mm. passionate he was? Absolutely. And, and anyone who puts you know their body where fear you know should have interrupted mm. is just immensely respected. The mattress is a ruckman as well. Oh, Matty, yeah, I was lucky enough to play with him in '95 at yeah. North. Yeah. Um. So obviously he left and went to Fitzroy in '96. Had a year over there, and then lucky enough, he came back to Port. So, um, just an outstanding athlete, Matty Promise, uh, and most people a beautiful bloke. Um, uh, but as a ruckman, one thing I learnt one day with Matty was if he was hitting it somewhere, and he told you to get there, you got there. Um, I know this this one time he said, "Look, just get to that spot." The ball bounced sideways, and I was like, "He's not going to get there." I've I've run to a different spot. He's got it to that spot, turned around and abused the hell out of me. So I thought, well, if he's going to hit it there, I'm just going to go where it is. Yeah, can't argue with that, can you? Can't argue with that. And uh, more often than not, he he would get it to wherever he wanted to go. Yeah, I think the most shattering thing with Matty Primus was that getting with his then-girlfriend, now-wife, mm-hmm. because before that, you don't get the nickname of Mattress for nothing. And as Nord supporters, <laughs> after a game, the highlight was was what was Matty going to bring along that night? And Jeez, he delivered on a few occasions. Ah, oh, mate, he was a, he was a good-looking rooster. <laughs> uh, best players played against, mate? 
played against. Oh, that's a hard one. Like, there's so many of them. Um, like you look at Brisbane, they're on mm. Bull Brigade back in the day, the Fab Four. Oh, yeah. Um, and like really they had more than four because Powell wasn't even involved in that. I think Lukey Powell. Yeah. Um, but you got blokes like Scott West. I mean, Robert Harvey. I mean, the list goes on. You, you can't really nail anyone down, if you know what I mean. We often have a uh, Mount Rushmore of of players that we, we pick. So we pick three or four because, yeah, it does get quite difficult uh, to, to name those players that you've played against. But, yeah, the Brisbane Fab Four would certainly be up there in most people's lists, I would imagine. Yeah, well, you look at them and they all, all won Brownlows. You've got Voss, Ackermanis, Black. They all won. Um, and Lappin, he was the one that didn't. But tell you what, he could play as well. He was a gun as um, well. That would have been pretty intimidating yeah, so- for the – for that grand final beforehand, thinking, oh, who have I got out of those four and what what roles I will have. But, yeah, you guys well and truly, you, you delivered on that day. And, yeah, Brisbane missed a few early, but you guys got on top and you had the game under your, under your control, really, from probably reasonably early in the third quarter. Yeah, I think um, we, we got off to a really good start and then Brisbane came charging back. So by half time, I think Brisbane had hit the front and uh, they were up by, I think, a couple of points at half time. But, but then the third quarter, yeah. Third quarter came. Halfway through the third, we started to get on top. And then uh, I think Wangers kicked two two late goals in the third that got us up. And then he kicked another two early in the last. And sort of away we went. So um, we knew we could outrun them. Um, we always had tremendous games with Brisbane. So we always knew it was going to be close. And they were lucky enough that they had a few injuries too. So... Uh, towards the end of the day, they were slowing down, and we yeah. we just kept powering on. Just uh, let the listeners in. What's the preparation like? That obviously Brisbane going along beautifully at the time. You guys were all given specific assignments. Ah, uh, yeah, we all all knew what our roles were uh, for sure. Um, and was that Choco? Or was that more? Um... Oh, it was a combination of all the assistant coaches, yep. Choco. Um, we we did so much research. We had video evidence of, of how we wanted to do stuff, um, how we wanted to move the footy, how they played. So um, by game day, it was drilled into you. You knew exactly what you were doing. I reckon David Pitt was Pitto, Pitto was involved Pitto, in as Pitto well. Pitto was yeah. a ruck coach. Yeah, yeah. Pitto was a ruck coach. So. Isn't it amazing that that was probably the start of where teams were scouting other teams on a more regular basis with a lot more video analysis? Yeah, exactly, and I think, well, I'm not sure about this, but I think Phil Walsh was one of the first ones to yeah. do it, so yeah. um, he was before his time, Phil Walsh. And now it's just stock standard for every game that they play. Oh, exactly, everyone does it now, and they, they probably... They probably go overboard yeah, on it now. Overboard on it now, now they they yeah. protect the players, they can't kick the footy so yeah. many times, yeah. and yeah, it gets a bit full on now. What about coaches, mate? Uh, we've talked about players that you've played with and against. Uh, coaches? Um, obviously, at Nord, I had Craigie. Um, I had Rody as well for a bit. Um, and then I had John Cale at the start of Port. And then Choco was the most of my time at Port. So um, I was pretty lucky to have some pretty fantastic coaches alongside of some wonderful assistant coaches like Phil Walsh. Dean Bailey was there for a while, Alistair Clarkson, uh, Jeff Morris. I mean, the list goes on. They were all wonderful coaches. 
And I've got a lot of time for Jeff Morris. I spent a bit of time with him around now because you know he's still with his scouting and and commentating a bit of the junior, the fair few of the junior games. So I'm probably been at more junior games the last couple of years than I'd been previously for a long, long time. So yeah, I, I actually sit with Jeff uh, at, he, at games, and a, he he is a great man. He is a great man. Um, I remember he used to come like me and Dewey do. Um, some extra training and old Jeff Morris, he'd come around and limp along with us and do the work. Like, um, yeah, he, he was wonderful. He, he'd help you out any way possible. Old Jeff Morris. He's a bloody good player too. Don't worry about that. He was. Yeah. Real good player. yeah. Unbelievable kick too. Yes. Hey, Rog, greatly appreciated. Thank um, you, mate. Nah, yep. No worries. Um, yeah. I'm solo to Apple, probably solo to Kirsten and all the best to the thing. And yes, as I said, the Lord Voldemort nickname is in is in affection to uh, with Roger and Ro- I think Roger's got me stored because he's used to me calling him that in his phone stored <laughs> in that way. So it's a bit of fun between us. So thanks, Rod. Greatly appreciated. No worries. Thanks, guys. Thank you, mate. We've just been speaking with Rod, uh, Roger James. I did get it right this time. Um, unbelievable how he ended up at Port Adelaide and and you know obviously his junior career playing at uh, Kersbrook and then through to to Norwood. Uh, well respected at Norwood, obviously, but that 2004 premiership with Port Adelaide is definitely a highlight. As I said, Bucky Cunningham, very astute man, and he is very open that that 20 grand fine was was a bargain basement deal. So it was, he, you know, that Port Port by having that extra time more than Adelaide were able to do things like that. Yes, and full credit to Port for it. They did get better entry conditions, mm-hmm. um, and that and look, he delivered in 04 to win the best in finals, when you win a flag and his game in the prelim final is one of the all-time great games and first quarters in particular an individual's delivered. And it sh- it, it should be more recognised in the footy world. Totally agree. And then obviously he, he mentioned and touched a bit like Brett last week uh, that the, the 97 uh, premiership with each other, uh, was a very special thing considering they hadn't played a lot together during juniors. On a oh, big Nord family yep. to Apples as well, so Paul Paul as well, yep. and yeah, very much so. And yeah, as and I said, Roger's speech that uh, Brett's speech that night when Brett was inducted the Hall of yep. Fame, and I spent a fair bit of time with Rog that night as well. And don't worry, you could you could was well and truly on their Nord bit. Yes. And then obviously everyone going back to Kersbrook to play for a couple of years and a couple of premierships that yeah. they got to share together. Can't take those memories away and that's uh, exactly why we have this Past Players, Past Legends segment on. We want to hear some of these stories. Yeah. You know, that they, they've started at a junior club, they end up back at their junior club after SNFL representation, AFL representation, and then they go and play with family and what a fantastic achievement yeah. from uh, both the James boys. But... Uh, yeah, your your Lord Voldemort uh, uh, comment uh, certainly uh, for that finals uh, period there. I can certainly understand now yeah, it's why a bit you of fun say with it. Rog. Absolutely. Happy days. All right, mate, to kick off happy days today, uh, happy birthday uh, to Dan Houston, Port Adelaide power player, 26 year old. Drafted in 2016, played 129 games and sort of defender slash midfielder. Yeah, good, lovely long leg, good, consistent contributor. It's a good player, Dan Houston. Absolutely. Um, 
one of Port's probably key players in their uh, their push for a premiership in this little window that they've got at the moment. Oh, very much so. He's he's a vital player. You know, establishes a bit of their run and rebound in defence, then uses the pinch hitter when there'll be a bit more muscle mm-hmm. on ball at various times. No, he, he's, he's a very important player. He's slowly built his career. I remember when he first started, they... A little bit unsure about him, but just over the last year or two, he's really established himself as an absolutely classy defender. Yep, I doubt about that. All right, mate, we move on. Tennis, 1973. Uh, Bobby Riggs beats Margaret Court Smith That's in right. a Mother's Day match yeah. in California. Yeah, I, actually, I remember it. I am showing my age. So, yes, Bobby Riggs. Uh, Battle of the Sexes. Sexes, yeah. Um, obviously, the movie was made about it. just remember it. I was 10. Yes. I do just remember it. Yep. Yes, uh, obviously he played Billie Jean King for the Battle of the Sexes there, but he obviously uh, challenged Margaret Margaret Court Smith to a uh, a challenge on Mother's Day yeah. of all all days. You, you probably don't want to be beating a, a mother on that, on that day, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, well done to Bobby Riggs on that occasion. All right, two thousand and twelve. You didn't have to put this one in. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Um, Manchester City beats QPR 3-2 at uh, City of Manchester Stadium to win the English Premier League title on goal difference from Manchester United. And QPR were up 2-1 in stoppage time. I was listening. Yes. But at least other results had gone QPR's way. Yes. So they had avoided relegation at that stage. But, yeah, no, it wasn't. Two goals from Manchester in stoppage time. Ouch. Uh, and it was the first time that uh, EPL title had been decided on goal difference. Yeah, the cats were in danger that night. <laughs> no, no, only joking. No, the reason that I bring this up is obviously Adelaide United obviously need to uh, yeah, score a few point. goals. So I thought that we'd link that one in there that, you know, Adelaide United definitely have to get over the line there. They can't rely on a draw. Yeah, I can't ask you to try and find a QPR win. Trust me, you'd be you'd be doing a bit of searching for right. a while. Uh, that'll you give me a week. To, you've yeah. challenged me now for a week, so we'll see how we go on that one. Uh, sticking with the soccer, mate. Nineteen ninety four FA Cup final. Manchester United defeats Chelsea four 0 Yeah, they thumped them at Wembley yeah. Stadium. You don't expect that in a final. No, and that scoreline, you know. Yeah, the, the, the two big clubs, and yeah. It was, yeah, very much a pants-down job. Speak, speaking of, and we haven't got this on our run sheet, but the Women's uh, FA Cup was played uh, yeah. in front of 77,000 fans, which is absolutely fantastic. And Sam Kerr, once yeah, again, again, comes delivers. through with the good goods. Isn't she? We talked about the best three or four players, forgetting about male, female, everything like that. She is definitely up there oh, now, isn't she? But her record in big games it's of scoring scary. in finals is incredible. Absolutely scary. But, yeah, 77,000 for their yeah. final there is absolutely tremendous, tremendous result. Uh, and we finish off in 2002, the Laureus Sports uh, Awards uh, Forum from Monaco. Michael Schumacher wins the men's and... Jennifer Capriati wins the women's and the Australian men's cricket team win yeah, the team. Forget how good Jennifer Capriati was. Mm. So, you know, sort of a forgotten. Yes, well, she came back. All that, yeah, she did come back. You know, obviously a, a, a teen phenom uh, at the age of seventeen. Uh, went away from the game for a couple of years, came back almost like Ash Barty did. Uh, came back and came back better for the experience. Yeah, there was. Good on her in terms of coming back and fighting back 
delivering the goods there. And, of course, yeah, I do remember, too, the Australian men's net, that they were in their dominant stage then, just absolutely cleaning up. Absolutely. And Michael Schumacher, obviously, one of the greats yeah. of uh, Formula One racing, uh, obviously being recognised yeah. in that in that as well. All right, mate, let's scoot into the big finish. Extra time. Big finish. All right, mate, we kick off the, uh, the big finish tonight. A uh, quick one. The AFL clause uh, for the grand final has a clause in it that uh, may see another city host the grand final if the MCG is under construction. We can only hope to actually prove it's an AFL competition, not an extended VFL. Yeah, farcical, the whole rules and all that. And yeah, it's certainly something which gets up my crew at. I heard Blighty on the way home from work tonight mention that uh, the new CEO might it may get a chance to renegotiate that where it does go elsewhere once every five years, but then obviously extends the MCG's uh, grand final out further than what yeah. it already is. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, quick question without notice. Tasmanian concessions, do we think it's a good thing or a bad thing? It's going to have to be. It's not whether we like it or not. And I'm just dead against another side starting up. Yep. It should be a relocated side, but that's a different topic. Yep. No, there's going to have to be big concessions to get them, try and get them competitive. I'll skip ahead to a question we had a bit lower, but we'll keep it in this section here. Will we see an amalgamated team before we see a 20th team in the AFL? Just purely out of out of the blue, off the cuff? So maybe. I'd, I'd love to know their finan- the financial dealings with the AFL, what their commitments are to making sure every, every club survives mm-hmm. with TV rights. Yeah. So that's probably the big question well, about it. Apparently, the study that I've heard uh, going around that it'll add another two hundred and fifty million to the uh, TV rights contract if there's yeah. a twentieth team involved. So, and we, as we know, it's not necessarily we're talking about diluting the talent a little bit, but it's yeah, not necessarily know, it's about that. It's about the money. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Uh, very, very interesting. All right, mate. A uh, bit of fun here. Trade, resign, retire. We did this the other week. Uh, I thought I'd chuck it in there again. Uh, Walker, Hawkins and Franklin. Uh, Buddy should have been retired by now. So, um, unfortunately, yes. he's well and truly, he's more than gone. I'd have to gone. agree with you on that one. Yep. All right. Uh, trading, re-signing, Walker and Hawkins. I think they both get re-signed. I, you know, I don't think there's any doubt about it whatsoever. If you had to trade one of them, who are you trading? Uh, neither. Neither. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. And I don't think Adelaide are going to trade no. and I don't think Geelong are going to no. trade. So, fair enough. All right, moving on. Cricket, uh, the the Ashes starting up in the Test Final in a, in a couple of weeks' time. And this is my big beat. This is, here you go. I am absolutely spewing the way cricket and the and the nations, because of the, the IPL and all that being the big money thing, the lack of warm-up games. As Darren Lehman said, it is farcical. It used to be the England tour here was the war, was yep. the game at Arundel Castle, yep. then WA, then South Australia, quite possibly even New South Wales, then Queensland. Yep. The du- tour of England was Derbyshire, Worcestershire, Yorkshire, Somerset, Surrey. You, you quite often played five mm-hmm. before the first test. No warm up games. It is crap. For goodness' sake. At least, at least one of them would oh. be would be fantastic. I just think it's to, ridiculous. Some of those clubs that you've talked about there, and obviously here in Australia, you know, our local Redbacks and the New South Wales Blues and the WA teams, they obviously get an opportunity to play against the best players. 
that's only good for those clubs when they do have those touring teams. But teams practicing. used to play yeah. their full strength side. Yep. Gary Cozier got gets picked to make his test debut in 74, 75, 75, 76 against West Indies because he made runs against the West Indies here and the, here. Mm-hmm. Plays the test match and made 100 in his test debut in Melbourne because yep. you know, of that. And that's what it should be. Absolutely. Uh, obviously, no news at the moment on who's in uh, the final 11. Obviously, that's coming up in the next week or two or three. Uh, so we'll keep a bit of an eye on that. Yeah. But, yeah, certainly uh, absolutely agree that uh, it is farcical that we're not getting oh, a, a warm-up game. Ridiculous. Absolutely crazy. All right, mate, uh, AFL slash SNFL. So I'll throw this one out yep. there at the moment. Does Adelaide need a second boutique stadium? No. Well, you've, Personally. You've buggered up my next yeah. question, which was, if so, where should it be located? Yeah, I just don't think there's the demand. Look, we don't sell out Adelaide Oval enough. Mm-hmm. You know, even Crows games don't very rarely sell out completely. Yep. You don't get the sellouts at Port games. For the money it cost, yep. nah. The only reason I say that is because obviously Tasmania are coming to the yeah. AFL. They've already got two grounds that they're utilising for both cricket and footy, and then they're going to build an, uh, a, a new oval there at Macquarie Point. Um you know, do we need that little boutique stadium so that way we you can... You argue that Nordoval. Yeah. Yep. You can already argue yep. that in that way. So, yeah. I'd... Will, will the Crows New Ground be the answer to that, where they will be able to hold, say, ten, fifteen thousand? 15,000? You don't... I'm not sure of what the dynamics there at, there at Thebit and what the ideal of that is. I mean, certainly the artwork sure. impressions show that they're going to yeah. be... Fairly well seated. Uh, obviously, the grand, like a massive grandstand's not in in the calculations, but the seating around the ground looks like it's you know pretty well allocated to supporting a eight twelve thousand seat stadium, especially when it comes to the AFLW. I know AFLW wise that Adelaide are, Adelaide are very happy with Nord mm. and Unley. Yep. So okay, yeah. leave it at that. Again, just spitball yep, no, and throw, throwing ideas no, out fine. there. Um, we move on the hockey, mate. Yeah, so Australia play India in the hockey ruse. So, you know, it's some warm up series and all that because remembering that the, the Olympics comes again mm-hmm. very quickly. It's not so very far it's, away. It's not far away. So, for Tokyo. Um, so, yeah, here over the weekend, in, you know, India knocked us out of the Tokyo Olympics. We, we got them back in the Commonwealth Games. So, yeah, it'd be. Uh, could be a good series out that at starts at on Friday. Friday, Friday, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you're right. It, it could be an absolute cracking series, and Australia are looking to get one back on the Indians for the last time that they they met. So, very very interesting. All right, uh, we finish off on the SNFL. Uh, the ban uh, was upheld. Obviously, uh, Glenelg uh, player hitting uh, the Nord yeah, player, Jack Saunders. Jack Saunders uh, obviously stayed in hospital overnight, but uh, Glenelg uh, appealed, but uh, unfortunately yeah, it's a couple got weeks held. Ago now. Yeah. Um, look, I can't work out why they appealed. I thought it was fast, and I think uh, Michael David may have. Apparently, I think the I think it went for eleven minutes, so that probably just says enough. Yep, fair enough. Leave it at that. All right, mate, uh, once again, huge episode tonight. Um, we've covered a, a range of topics once again. Uh, we thank uh, Roger James for his time tonight. And like always, mate, we promise to do better. We'll certainly have a crack. 
In this crazy world we live in, we all need the distraction. Enjoying the show? Like, rate, and subscribe. Hook up and connect with us on social media at Sportscast SA. We'll see you next time on Game On. 